Hello and welcome to Gaming the Podcast. My name is John Robertson and I will be joined as per usual by Stace Harmon. This week we're talking about Hitman 3, its world, its mission design, how we interpret that and whether or not it chimes with us personally. Be aware that there are some minor spoilers in this episode so you might want to play through each of the game's levels before listening. If you like the show then it'd be fantastic if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes and don't forget to follow us on social media. We are at Indie by Design on all platforms. That's at Indie by Design. On with the show. Hitman 3 came out very recently and I've been playing playing an awful lot of it. I haven't played it to death yet. That's the first pun. <laughs> first of many. Strong start. I haven't played it to death yet. Yeah. Um, but something I've really been enjoying about it and something that I've always enjoyed about the Hitman games, um, but I kind of has have a renewed appreciation for it at the moment is the... It's certainly a, it's a sandbox game, but it's how much like a toy box it is. I really I like how the tools are employed to basically as toys for you to play around with, and you know you can play dress up with your Agent Forty Seven doll and equip him with silly items and you know throw bananas at people and stuff like that. Um, and it's a game to me that I know of having played through all of the Hitman Three levels once now. I know that I'm going to go back to it time and time again. Um, and I'll probably be playing it for, for quite a good long while. But I also know, as I was playing it uh, last night, finishing it off, it occurred to me that for you, who I think it's probably fair to say, as somebody who, once they have a, perhaps a handle on how something works or they feel that, like you've seen everything that there is to see in terms of new ideas... I'm aware that with certain games that can kind of like that can signal the end of it for you. Like that's the end of your interest in it. And so I wonder how have you been getting on with Hitman 3 and have you reached that point of feeling like you've seen all of the good ideas and kind of you may not be playing it for, for too much longer? Um, so I've been getting on with it pretty, pretty well. Like um, I, I want to start by saying that like it's um, it's clearly very it's a very impressive game like and it's impressive because of its um like the scale of it the and 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 i guess most impressive though is is it's just how unique it is like it is quite different to other games Mm. um there's not really another even stealth game that's quite um that's quite like it um but i think some of the core elements of why it's unique uh, while I can respect them, they're not really kind of what I'm looking for. Like, so you're right. Yeah. Like, so I do tend to get once, once I feel like I've, um, I've not necessarily mastered something, but I fully understand it. I know what's, I know what's happening. I can see the patterns again and again and again. I do tend to get a bit bored of it. Um, so while I haven't reached that phase yet with these levels, um, and I've played all of them apart from, I played all of the. I played the first three multiple times. I played the first three at least three times each. The final three missions I've only played once each. Mm. Um, but because like the goal of the like the game is built around repetition, so it's built around repetition of either uh, starting like finishing the whole a uh, whole map. Um, uh, succeeding or failing and then starting again or just constantly reloading if you fail or you get spotted or however you want to play or just repetition of just sitting there and watching 
the characters and whatever do what they do and repetition for observation and then learning how you can kind of like interject yourself on that Mm. um it kind of repetition is probably worth just just kind of just pulling that out because that's repetition there as you've just described it as in doing something again and again not as it's often you it doesn't mean it's repetitive in the sense that that's meant to be uh derogatory or that's no. a negative which no, is no, it's how the games you, so yeah it's, it's how the game's yeah. designed which is quite unusual and it's one of the things that make it unique is that repetition normally mm. repeti- repetition is seen as a bad thing not in all games but in in most games general sort of typical game design rules would say just asking the player to do the same thing over and over again is boring um in a, in a way, like it almost reminds me. Like I was thinking about this just before we started recording. It's almost like a reverse roguelike in that you play the level. It's designed for the levels to be played again and again and again, the same thing again and again and again. But whereas in a roguelike, most of them there's mystery because the level is randomized. You don't know what you're gonna get. Here, the game actually relies on the reduction of mystery over time mm. in order to serve its mystery. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, kind of, it relies on that that pursuit of mastery of that level and that's what i guess why the progression system is called it's called that you have like level mastery it's literally how how well have you done on that level um yeah but for me do you know it inside out yeah i think long term for me the thing that because it's mastery based on familiarity so it's Mm -hmm. it's like okay now i've memorized the level so now i can master it and that isn't necessarily in the long term i can already feel i've bounced off the other hitman like hitman one and two like i respect them but i don't play them for very long um it's that form of mastery it's the it's the memorization that kind of doesn't really do it for me long term Mm. um and like i I don't know I, i think i just prefer mystery like because because it really is a lack of it, i think it is a reduction of mystery that's that's what the repetition causes i've said it was just to repeat it. like that's how i kind of see the game because once because whilst all the levels are different and they're they're uniquely laid out and they got some unique things that you need to do in them the actual tools at your disposal to do them are the same throughout so once you've got that one pattern down you are repeating the same pattern again and again and again and again on all the different levels and you're just working out where that pattern that you know can fit into this jigsaw puzzle of this new level and i think that that pattern recognition element occurs quite quickly and i think the pattern recognition element of it has actually mastered two games ago because it's pretty similar to Hitman mm. 1 and 2, not a lot has changed um, moving yeah. forward. So in that sense, it's not really a sequel. It's more of like an expansion is how I see it. Yeah, I mean, the three games that make up the World of Assassination Trilogy are then they're certainly not uh, sequels in the sense that things have radically moved on. It's not taking the ideas from one game and expanding upon them in any significant way. It is more... There's certainly been... There have been updates. I mean, Hitman 2 introduced the notion of people will now see you in a mirror. If somebody stood in front of a mirror washing their hands and you come up behind them, they will notice you in the mirror, which didn't, although there were reflections in Hitman 1, that wasn't a game mechanic. And that was added in Hitman 2 and then retrospectively added to Hitman 1 as well. So there there are small incremental iterative design improvements, but not, yeah, certainly not radical. They're nice little kind of extra branches to add, but but the means of operation doesn't really change because of the... See that, yeah, and I do. I agree. Yeah, repetition is definitely a a big part. I mean, it is one of the biggest parts of the game. One of the biggest parts of the things that I enjoy about the game, because the first playthrough of any given level for me is a 
it's kind of a, a foray. It's kind of an exploration of just let's go around this level. Let's do it in, you know, complete the, the objectives in the best way that I can. But really, I'm just getting a, it's like I'm doing a, you know, a reconnaissance sort of mission. It's just I'm going through it to find out, see where things are. And I'll pick up certain items that I won't use on that play, on that particular run through. But then I know where they are and, you know, come back later and try that out. But there is a, there's a, a reduction of mystery. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think what I like about that is the, once you have kind of the blueprint of an area, then you can start to explore deeper into different specific threads. So it's like, okay, this time, and particularly as, as you gain mastery over a level, you then unlock new starting locations. So then that becomes, well, I'm going to start in the kitchen this time, so, you know, as a, as a waiter or whatever. And that adds a different slant on, on your movement through a level. And I think what's the, the levels that I like the most are the ones where, your targets are probably the most mobile, like where they are, where they are more static or where it's like this person is in this very specific wing of a building or or a location. Those are the ones that are less interesting because I, f- I feel that that's more limiting. It's like, well, I can explore this whole level, but really when it comes to doing this specific bit, that's where I need to go. Um, but again, as I say, like opening up those new starting locations does help with that because that there's a, you know, there's, there's like, there's always levels where you, you complete, perhaps you kill two targets and then you have to get a particular piece of Intel or you have to, you know, steal the dossier or in like Sapienza in Hitman, in Hitman one, in fact, you have to, uh, destroy the, the virus. Um, and those tend to be my, again, my sort of least favorite bits, because those are the ones that funnel you most specifically to a, to a very specific place. But opening up those new starting locations kind of toys with that, plays with that, because you get to then maybe do that bit first and then go and explore the rest of the level at your at your whim. So the way, although the repetition is definitely, and the reduction of mystery is definitely there, I think the... Um, I think the way that the game feeds into that, the way the design feeds into that, and they, I think IO kind of play with that idea by giving you different places to start, by giving you different outfits to to explore and like different interactions to to seek out. Um, and so that's kind of built into that idea. And I don't think, it, you know, it didn't used to be. In the very first Hitman, codename 47 or Agent 47, you couldn't do that. It wasn't like a, yeah, you can now start here. So yeah, they've kind of evolved the the formula over the years to incorporate and to, to lean into, I suppose, that repetition and yeah. uh, and use it as a design element. Yeah, it's interesting because like, it's not like I disagree with anything that you said. It's just I kind of interpret it in a different way because um, the repetition and like learning and then having like the different starting locations, like the more I play a level, the more I unlock of it and the more I know of it, it it makes me feel less like an assassin and more like someone who's just like got the cheat codes for the level and it's just like gone mm. in with all this like knowledge that they would never have um mm. but they've gone in so it's almost like the game i read in the review that the game that, that that's but that that could be read as you are slowly leveling up yourself so that you can like each time you play it you're leveling up your own abilities so that you can eventually be as good as agent 47 would be in mm. the in the fiction of his character but it's more than that you're agent 47 but with like amazing knowledge of 
of the future. Like you know where characters are going to go, you know what they're going to do, you know what their actions are going to be. Um, and I think, I think the thing that makes it. I think, I think, well, combined with that, I think the game can feel overly mathematical to me. And I don't necessarily always enjoy games that I kind of can see through the matrix and see the maths of because it's like, um, the more systems that are overtly visible, the less free it seems to me. Like you can see as well, there might be, uh, there's more than one cog going in this game for sure. There's multiple cogs, but but each of unveiling of the cog makes it seem more like a machine and less like a you know this uh, f- this free reign thing. Um, mm. You know what I mean? Like it's um, yeah, no, yeah, I do, I do, and I think, and yeah, and again, I think it's probably a similar thing that I wouldn't, I, I certainly don't disagree with that. That is certainly the case. I mean, people are literally on a loop. So, for like Mendoza, the where you're in the winery. Um, the the female target that you have to assassinate is with Diana. Actually, it's spoilers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the female target in mm. the Mendoza level. Let's just say that. Um, literally does a loop of the of the yeah. the establishment and comes back to the same places. And if you want Talks to, the for same example, person. poison. Yeah. If you want, she does. Yeah. If you want to poison her, she will come back to that same glass of wine. And if you miss it once, she'll, you know, she'll be back around again. So yes, certainly there is, it's a, it's like a, it, it's like a, like a clockwork machine. Like, yeah, I don't it's like a train clock going around. Like it's a, yeah. It's like a thing that is, there are different parts that feed into it. It's not just, a, you know, the linear thing of here's one path and this, this, these, this set of events rotate in unison like there's different things that do that but they're happening at different times so they don't necessarily match up all the time um so yes that that is yeah there's definitely that note that notion of it being like a, a a clockwork which feeds into the repetition and feeds into the yeah the mechanical nature of it um but i think see and that's a bit like the mission stories i think there's an element of that like the mission stories where it's that very narrative led um path to assassinate your target which is almost a not entirely but it's almost a foolproof way of getting to at least to an opportunity where you can assassinate yeah i I see those as basically introductions to the level it's it's, it's an introduction to this is this is how the kind of vague pattern of this level Mm. works yeah and for the completionists they're there you know you can do all those and complete all those challenges because every single thing you do on a level almost you know every every time you kill somebody in a different way or you put on a different outfit or you unlock a different door or whatever you earn xp you know you're constantly kind of leveling up in the sense not in any um not in any significant way character wise you're just you're getting xp and you're unlocking new things new toys to play with basically um and yeah, the so the mission stories do that. They 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 are an introduction as as I see them. I think they are they're good for people just coming to Hitman for the first time. Uh, it gives you a very easy introduction. It stops you from feeling like, well, what on earth am I meant to do? Like, how do I even start this thing? Like, what? Wh- where's the beginning? Where's because the, yeah. there's no I think narrative pacing to do that with. So these th- those th- those mission stories do that. Um, yeah, they're a really good design. They're a very well designed tool to to place you in the world without having it just like. I mean, you could say they're handholdy, but they're not really. Not, they're not compared to what 
would typically be described as being handholdy. Like you still have to work out things for yourself. Like in that Mendoza level, yeah, that you're talking about, you still have to work out, uh, you know, how to get her with the camera without being seen. You, yeah, you can talk. It gives to you her. the building blocks because, yeah, you still have to then, you still have to use the tools that you have available. You still have to, you know, not be seen. You still have to. It doesn't make you invincible. You still have to get that particular outfit from that particular person. But their friend, once you've put it on, is like one of those suspicious people that can see through your disguise. And so it's not, yeah, it's not like an, it isn't like that sort of invincibility kind of cheat code thing. It, there is an element of you still, it teaches you how to play the game and the mechanics of the game whilst you're still feeling like you're achieving something. Mm. But those, even those, like if you play on the hardest difficulty, those are, they're still there, but they're radically reduced in terms of that handholdy nature because yeah. it just says, it will say like, you need to get, you need to find X key or you need to get this outfit. But it doesn't then give you the, oh, and here, here's where it is. It doesn't sh- give you the icon to go and follow, to go and pick that up. You're yeah. left to then like do that yourself. And it's also what I like about those is, and this happened in the Dartmoor level for me, that you know I started that, uh, again, avoiding spoilers, but I started that with a the kind of the route that it seems like you're meant to start it. Like you get a particular disguise uh, very early on and you can play the level in a certain way and you can basically be a, be a detective rather than being an assassin. Yeah, I think we can have spoilers. Um, we'll put, we'll put a, uh, if people listen right, to well, this, so I think. You know. I started as the PI, um, I started as the private investigator, went in, went into the bedroom, started looking around for clues and then using like Agent 47's super hearing slash instinct mode slash eagle vision slash whatever mm. it's called that you know that batman that mode old, that exactly the advisor thing i had saw that the the target was actually kind of up a couple of floors up somewhere and i abandoned that entirely went outside onto the balcony subdued the guard that was out there shimmed along the balcony and climbed up to where she was and brought like this exotic this um ornate chandelier down on her head so I just like it doesn't lock you into it is my point. It doesn't like once you've pers- you've started pursuing one of these mission stories, you can just stop at any yeah, point. Yeah, it's just a layer added on top. It. It's not a it's not a funnel. Um, no, but I think the the problem, the danger with it is that people may view it as that. I think that's the my concern is that people who are coming to Hitman for the first time play one of those and go, well, it just tells you what to do. Like it's it's very prescriptive. It's very and it. It's good at teaching you the basics, but only if you're going to take those and then employ what you learn elsewhere. If you just play through it and go, okay, well, great. I got five stars for that level. Like if you're going to be kind of results driven, I guess. Um, yeah. Like I think that's a valid, like if people are having fun playing it like that, then I think that's so that's okay. I mean, if they're, if they're playing it like that and then attacking it and saying the game is predictable and boring and whatever, um, then that's, then they, yeah, they haven't got it. Although, I, I know, although, again, going back to repetition thing, the more you play it, the more predictable it becomes. Um, uh, it's interesting that because um, if you, after you've gone through those initial, there's the story missions that you can that you can follow, um, and then you start. And and it, so it, so the game kind of starts quite easy, uh, like it's got a weird difficulty curve. So the game's quite easy if you just follow those those um, those tips, those those story beats. But then the game becomes more difficult when you don't follow those. But then the more you play, the easier the game comes again. So it's got like a this weird difficulty curve that kind of 
is like low, high, then low again, because um, <clears throat> again, because of the repetition, you you know more stuff, and then you can start to you can start to just make you know just take advantage of like you know the guards who are who only have like a three meter sight line or like or don't recognize you when you've just killed their mate and put on the clothes that they were talking to four yeah. seconds earlier and it, t- um, it takes a little while for their awareness thing to fill up as well and again you can start using that to your advantage it's like well i've got a dash from here to there they're going to see me but are they going to see me in not, like quickly enough that it's gonna screw me over or can i get out that door and then they'll forget all about me and that's okay. yeah for sure yeah. and i'm laughing at it but i but i think it's actually good design like if they just saw you immediately it would be absolutely it would, ridiculous yeah, it'd, be it'd be ridiculous. so frustrating yeah. and so hard and so uh yeah just so difficult that the the, the it, actual yeah, audience for to, the game would be so small yeah it's silly to bash that so i think would be silly to bash something for like oh well it's not realistic i mean it's it's obviously not meant to be and it's you and that's part for me that's part of the toy box element you it's part of the it's part of the tools you're given, part of the, yeah, the C in the matrix, understanding that I can get from here to here, which you don't know when you first go into it. You learn that. It's like, okay, well, I've prob- I can probably dash from, you know, you get to, you learn to gauge how far you can get or how close you can get somebody without being seen because everybody has the same, the same default programming. Um, yeah. And that's, I enjoy playing with that aspect of it rather than sort of like, you know, being put off by it, I guess. Yeah, I think one of the things that I miss, actually, um, from this one compared to the other two, is that the elusive targets are not in the game yet. Although although yeah. IO have said yeah. that they are going to be at some point, but they haven't given a, a window for that. And I think that, that gets... That for me, they're exciting because they get away from the tension. Uh, they get away from the repetition by adding the enormous tension That's of only stakes. giving you yeah. one try at this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so that for me, it, it go it it rids it of that roguelike sort of um, that reverse roguelike thing that I was saying before. It rids it of, of course, the repetition is still there because you've probably played that level lots of times, and you can just sit there and watch the target for ages if you want, but. That that doesn't that that kind of sits better with me because it's got the extra layer of tension through failure, and mm. one failure is going to end it. Whereas failure in the normal in how the normal game set up is kind of not really a thing because failure is only really time, and in, in that you just go and start again or reload your save or whatever. Um, plus, failure also gives you success in that you've gained loads more information probably and you've learned how the level mm. works a bit more but with the elusive target that's taken away like you really is like there's there's no yeah. safety net yeah. on that and and that's more that's more interesting to me than than the normal yeah. missions are yeah the elusive target yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing those again because they were they were a highlight i think particularly for me of the first game um i played the first game it's worth yeah just exploring that a little bit because the first game was episodic and i seemingly was one of the few i I don't know i i loved the fact that it was episodic i really got something out of the like it was a form and function thing i really got something out of the way that the episodes were released every couple of months i think it was um and that gave me that time to spend on one level and to replay it and to master it and to as in like get to mastery level 20 to really to really like play inside and out and it also fit for me 
from a thematic standpoint of, yep, two months ago I was in Paris and now I'm in Italy and that's just the next contract that Agent <laughs> well, I can see. Got. Have you got a Agent 47 tattoo on the back of your head so that no one can see? And do you wear, <laughs> I do you wear leather I gloves I around have, the house and hide in doorways? I do have, I do have this that for the people that uh, can't see this, which is everybody. Um, it's a little Agent yeah, 47. This is great radio right now. Yeah, little Agent 47, uh, little, what are they called? Like a little chibi thing um that has got a barcode on the back of his head that i got from absolution that was from hitman absolution back in the mm. day um but no i mean it feeds into we've talked about this a bit before with like the last of us part two this is how i play a lot of games and this the games that i enjoy the most are the games that speak to me in this way that i don't necessarily go looking for i don't sit down and think oh how can i make this game more narratively fulfilling oh i know i'm going to pretend to do x y and z it is just something that happens as i'm playing it and so an example that we talked about recently was like I didn't I'm not particularly keen on dumping weapons in any of the levels like rubbish bins because they are ICA branded in Hitman. Yeah, in yeah, absolutely. They are um they are ICA branded weapons. And it's like, well, that's not leaving no trace because somebody will find that. And you can of course there's a you know, the nonsense of this super secret organization having branded weaponry is, is of course I know. well dumb. how else do you keep yourself secret by just chiseling <laughs> your name into a weapon I mean I don't you know that's like, I don't care about that as a point I'm in the level and but the one point in Hitman 3 where that changed for me was in the China level um where you're against the ICA you're actually spoilers you're like you're on the other side of it and it's like well now I don't care if anybody finds this so and these things that happen a bit like when I didn't use Joel's gun in last of us after Eddie gets it it's like well that's i'm only going to use this gun to kill people that kill joe i'm not going to upgrade it on my first playthrough that's just that immediately is a thing that just oh that's like a given for me it's, it's not something i have to think about these are the things that me make games mean more to me and i think particularly at the moment with the you know the last year or so that we've had that kind of seeking out things that are that speak to me in a certain way and playing them a lot and just like enjoying them for the feeling that they are able to create not like an emotional like oh the hitman's narrative is so it's, it pulls on the heartstrings you know nothing like that but just the way that i'm able to sit down and settle into it and like just get comfortable and feel these little sort of emergent stories pop up um unbidden just like yeah that's oh that i'm gonna follow that guy or that conversation over there is quite amusing that's uh you know that's given me insight into the world so it's those things it's those things that i've been enjoying possibly the most about hitman it's that like that the feeling of i can approach this in a real results driven five star quickest time possible kind of way or I can just sit down and spend an hour playing what a level that could probably take me 20 minutes if I, you know, applied myself and just explore it and just enjoy the kind of the, the deliberately slow pace of it because there is no specific like time limit on it. So I like that it can be those things and I'm kind of finding that I'm seeking out those experiences that speak to me in that way. And that's, yeah, Hitman 3 has, has been that for me. Um, yeah. And I think we'll continue to be. Yeah, because I like on the on the on the finding like little bits and and uh, you know picking up on like um, well yeah those elements you say just like the random bits and the level and stuff and the little things you can do in here. Um, I think 
because I think that's good on on like a level of well again to go back to the mystery thing. So the initial mysteries that it presents for you to find, well, it doesn't present them, but it just like says that there are things here to find. Um, I think that's that's good um, and and interesting. Um, and also there's there's the point of like well all this sort of not want to undermine what I've said but sort of like one counterpoint to what I said about like the game is about the reduction of mystery like well all mysteries are about the reduction of mystery aren't they because if you don't get to the end of a mystery it's not satisfying it's just well what happened there but I guess what I mean is that um, I don't know the mysteries the solutions to the mysteries are kind of the same all the time so like if you've if you've mastered one level's mysteries you've probably mastered how you're going to master all of the mysteries um that being said like i know this probably sounds like i i i don't like the game but i do like i do like the game it's just not one that kind of it's not in my mm. i don't know i just don't i don't like like it as much as other people do it, it just doesn't, doesn't sound like try- it really kind of speaks to you much it doesn't it's not yeah i like respect it like more than really i like enjoy, it i suppose yeah you like, like you really enjoy sea of thieves and it doesn't sound to me like you enjoy Sea of Thieves in the same way that you enjoy Hitman. Like it's it's just a, yeah. a an appreciation from a distance kind of thing rather than a yeah. being really into it. In yeah. It. Um, but even within this one, there are levels that I like more and less. So the Shiner mm-hmm. level, I think, is quite definitely the worst level. Uh, te- I just find it so tedious, and I think part of the reason is that it's is it's it's the its scale is bigger than the other levels, but its scale is bigger, but it's not more complex. Like it, it's mm. it's it's full of empty space. It's full of negative space, um, and there's a lot of just like wandering around, not really doing anything, just like just traveling from place to place. Um, and it looks nice, like but you know just the the. The, the visual component wears off after you've mm. uh, two or three times um but then there's other but then contrast that i think the best level is the berlin level the club level and that's kind of that's big as well but it's nowhere near as big as the china level but it's just so densely packed so it feels like oh there's so many possibilities here and like and because of the way that the targets are and that you don't know who the targets are it's got more mystery there and you can do different targets each time as well. You don't have to do the same yeah. targets. Um, yeah. So it's got that density of, because one of the things to say is, oh, well, you know, I, um, it's, it's, some people might not like the China level uh, or, or one reaction to the China levels, not liking the China levels scale would be, oh, well, you know, that's because you don't like the complexity of the game or whatever. But it's not that. It's, the game's less complex. The, 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 that level is less complex. The Berlin level, I think, is way more complex, but be it, but smaller. And that's where I think Hitman mm. is at its best, is when there's a density of action and all of your all the stuff that you might potentially do could potentially be seen by loads of people rather than just oh here's like an empty corridor in mm-hmm. the china level and there's a box over there to put them in it's like okay like i i, I know what i'm supposed to do here um and there's yeah. not really that's when the stakes are just really low and i think um this kind of game yeah. benefits from a smaller level, actually. I do, yeah, and I do, and I and I think we've again we've spoken about that kind of like that notion of uh, scaling up isn't you know bigger isn't necessarily better, and particularly in relation to something like uh, the Batman games, I think was, we referred to previously on that. It's like you know Arkham Asylum is for me by far the best of those that those three games. Um, 
And also, and I preferred Portal to Portal 2, which I, you know, understand Portal is, is kind of mechanically or, or even objectively the better game. But anyway, that's more complex. So that notion of just bigger and better. Yeah, for sure. That notion of bigger isn't necessarily better is, is definitely the case. I think the, the, and I can see, I can definitely get to and sort of understand more where the differences lie between what I enjoy about Hitman and what you do. And I think because that, like the China level, is it the weakest? I mean, it certainly wasn't one of my favorite, but I think what I did enjoy about it is possibly the stuff that you didn't, which was just the, the like exploration, the very lean back kind of gameplay of there's no, I'm not in any rush. I don't have to track somebody down. You know, it's going to wait for me. Like, I mean, the whole game really does that. It just waits for you. It reacts to you. Um, but yeah, the exploration of the China level I enjoyed and just finding things kind of not for this playthrough, but for future ones. It's like, oh, next time I'm going to take this route or I'm going to go that way. But I can, under- yeah, there is a lot of emptiness. And I think that was, I think I remember reading that that was deliberate on IO's part, that they've done levels like that. They did Mumbai in Hitman 2, which is, I guess, an equivalent in terms of the verticality and how widespread or or the footprint of the level is kind of i guess similar to china um but that level is far more densely populated with people and i think they kind of deliberately went to this notion of when you think china you tend to think more densely packed like a very sparsely populated neon lit cityscape at night isn't necessarily what you think of immediately when you think of China. So they, there was sort of a, a playing with expectation there, but I can see why that's not, that's not, yeah. If you look, if you get the most out of kind of densely packed areas, then that's not going to be the most, uh, the most rewarding for sure. Yeah. Cause I think the, the way I see it is like the densely populated areas allow the promise of the game to come to the fore more because it's like systems piling on systems mm. and results piling on results when things are more densely packed if it's more sparsely laid out the impact of well, it's easier to work out what to do for one because there are fewer options and the results of your option your actions are more predictable because there's fewer mm. people observing or yeah. things observing you yeah so on so yes absolutely and i think so on something like the berlin level uh, as a first point on that, actually, I can well imagine that we probably played that quite differently, that level, because I did not actually go into the main club area at all. I went kind of round the back and ended up next door where there's bikers oh, yeah. doing some drug running. And I ended up in there where I took out most of the most of the targets. And then I took out, I think, two in the main club area, but not on like the public side of the club area. It was like behind yeah, the yeah. scenes thing. So I didn't get down onto the dance floor. I didn't. Ah, like, oh, the dance floor is the, the best fit. You can go around. Yeah, so, yeah. You can be the DJ. You can take, yeah. you can dress up as a drug dealer. I sold a tech guy drugs. He got me a good yeah. tweakers. But you see all of that. What I like about that is that all of that is means it's there for me for next time, because I know that I will, I know that I will go back and explore it. And I, the fact that I've not deliberately, honestly, but the fact that I have kind of seen the, probably not the the main path for that area uh it means it's still there for me to go and see kind of the spectacle of it that i think that's probably what it is i haven't seen the spectacle of that level i've just seen the yeah. the quieter bits behind the scenes um and and also like all of all of this being able to approach these levels in in not just different ways but from different angles and go to different places speaks of course to like the fact that these are 
big levels, even the even the most densely packed ones and the the smallest ones have multiple routes through them that you can you can take. And learning all of those does then feed into uh, an area that another area of Hitman that I'm interested in, which is all the contract stuff. Which you know, this is another thing that I'm not. I I I wonder if this is something that you're particularly interested in. But it's that notion of learning these locations, then taking that knowledge, these tools that you have, and making either playing or making contracts for other players, you're using that knowledge that you've gained. So it's kind of like, you know, the two parts of the game are feeding into each other. They're not just in isolation. And that's another thing that I enjoy in the, like the escalation contracts where it's just this, it's almost that childlike play thing again of, okay, we'll now do the level, but instead, you know, now there's like laser wires everywhere. It's yeah. just like that, it's like that really sort of unbridled silliness, really, of, yeah, there's a fashion show going on in Paris, but now all the doors have got mines on them or something. It's like, yeah, what? see, I, yeah, I like those bits. I like the escalation contracts in this game because it does, well, it just forces you to think about different things. So, and it forces those mysteries to come up again for the first time before you, you know, before you master mm, them. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I like I like all of um, all of that stuff, and like it's a game. Like I'll continue playing it for a while for sure. Like I don't think I'll be playing it in like, well, probably even like two months' time. But <laughs> um, but I'll dip in and out By of it. I mean, what's tends to happen on the the previous two? Um, certainly the first one, anyway, was that I I, I went through it. Uh, well, I, it was like the only game I played for like a week and a half or something, and then it was like mm-hmm. then I play it once a week, and then I play it once every two weeks yeah. and then let's never play it yeah. again um so i'm yeah. imagining it'll be the same thing here yeah i think as a as a final thing as a final uh point of the what the repetition offers to me is the chance again it's exploration but it's specifically not just the chance to explore how you can kill different targets or you know picking up interesting or amusing NPC dialogue. It's being able to explore locations, some of which I think are really, really well made. I think some of them convey like the Dubai level, whilst it's not really my favorite in that in Hitman three, I think it does a very good job of like portraying this opulent, extravagant over the top environment where you can walk through and there's like a, you know, an indoor um, like Japanese garden and there's you know water features and there's all like all this stuff and there's a couple of levels like that throughout the series the Hokkaido level in the first game I think is like that that it it manages to convey to me it manages to convey a sense of place through through what it feels like to be there like I think they've done a good job of just this isn't just oh this is a you know a reworked hotel it's like there's an actual feel to the place um and probably mumbai in the second game i think as as well they did really well with that so yeah that repetition gives you gives me the opportunity to explore those places not just from a systems or gameplay standpoint but just from a from an architectural kind of world design world space standpoint which which i've yeah i've also really enjoyed yeah well i think that's 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 what the game is about really isn't it the game the character might be agent 47 but the the levels of the characters like that's that's what mm. this is all about like i suppose like because you've got it's almost like playing um it's like playing a board game that's got the same rules but 10 boards like that's mm-hmm. kind of that's kind of how i interpret it like all the things you can mm-hmm. say all the actions you can take all the dice that you've got all the cards that you've got whatever are the same throughout it's just it's um yeah it's a different board each time and 
yeah like i've spent a lot of time saying why why things i don't like about it but i do actually i do like the game it's um it's just not necessarily what i'd look for long term thank you for listening that was hitman 3 we'd love to hear your thoughts and interpretation on the game so do get in touch with us on social media we are at indie by design on all platforms and don't forget to check out indiebydesign.net where you can browse and buy the video game books that we write and design Oddworld Abe's Origins, the history of Oddworld inhabitants from Abe's Odyssey to the upcoming Soulstorm is available now, as is art and stories of indie game creation, which features insight and art and design from the world's most renowned independent game studios. Through our site, you can also pre-order 20 Double Fine Years, our tome of everything Double Fine, from Psychonauts 1 and 2 to Grim Fandango, Day of the Tentacle, Broken Age, Brutal Legend, and much more. That's all available at IndieByDesign.net. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next week.